Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of the Vision Driven Health Podcast. If you're someone who struggles with low energy, fatigue, and overwhelm, or if you're someone who gets frustrated with yourself for giving into cravings because there's constant stress and you battle emotional eating, then this episode is one you probably don't know you need to hear. Living a kingdom healthy lifestyle isn't just about what we eat or whether we move our body. It's living according to God's design for the rhythms of life that he created us for. Dallas Willard, one of my favorite theologians, would often say that one of the biggest enemies to our spiritual life, and I would argue it's also the biggest enemy, one of the biggest enemies to our physical well-being, is hurry. He'd often say, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. There is nothing else. And how many of you know that if you had some time to yourself that was restful, you'd feel less stressed and overwhelmed? And how many of you know that when you make space for that time to be intentionally with the Lord and take hold of his peace and perspective, it's game-changing? I know that's the case for me, at least. And today's guest is passionate about the importance of rest and intimacy with God. She gives some really great wisdom, along with practical ways that you can take and run with to begin to ruthlessly eliminate hurry and ultimately create space for a kingdom healthy lifestyle. And if you haven't grabbed my Overcome the Overwhelm PDF for this month, be sure to do so. The link will be in the show notes. And that guide offers three ridiculously (laughs) simple habits you can start today to begin to undo the overwhelm and position yourself to partner with God in your health. All right, let's get into today's conversation. Do you find yourself struggling to consistently implement healthy habits? Do you lack energy, confidence, and motivation because of stress, overwhelm, and shame for having not gotten it together by now? Friend, there is hope and grace for your health. Hey, I'm Robin Ryan McDonald, host of the Vision Driven Health Podcast. I'm a follower of Jesus, a wife, a mama of two, and a seminarian turned health coach. And I'm so excited that you're here. I found myself in my early 20s captive to cravings and convenience. 20 pounds heavier, super tired, with a face full of acne. I could not figure out how to maintain healthy habits until I discovered the power of aligning my choices with God's vision. 10 years and two kids later, by the grace of God, I'm still prioritizing my health and feeling amazing. If you are over quick fixes and are ready to feel good in your own skin, then grab a giant water bottle and let's dive on in. Friends, I'm so excited to introduce today's interviewee. I guess that's how you'd say that. I've got Sue Donaldson with me, and she is a speaker, an author, a podcaster, And she and her husband, Mark, live in San Luis Obispo, California. We were talking about earlier. I was like, okay, the other paradise. I was like, I'm over here in San Diego. (laughs) And she taught high school English part of the time in Brazil with Wycliffe Bible Translators. And she and her husband, Mark, have raised three daughters, 
who keep them at the bank and on their knees. <laughs> Sue loves connecting people to one another, to God, and to his word, and has been speaking for the last 20 years or so with long pauses for babies, diapers, and soccer pasta parties. <laughs> she vlogs at welcomeheart.com and hosts her weekly podcast, Welcome Heart, Living a Legacy Life, which I had the opportunity to guest on as well. And so I'm excited, friends, to have Sue with us today. Sue, thanks, thanks for so joining much. us. Thank you, Rob. And I can't wait till your podcast comes out. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, we'll see when our different podcasts come out and people get to hear our shows. Well, I wanted you to be able to share a little bit more about yourself and what I, we're going to be talking about today. And I will say, actually, I'll preface it before we dive into it. I, we were just talking before and you're like, well, thanks for having me on because we have different, I guess, stages of our health journey, I'll say. Mm-hmm. And one area though, for me that I do need to grow in and that I have felt convicted by, especially recently is what it looks like to rest and to take oh. hold of God's perspective of rest. I mean, there's so many different ways it can be defined. I think it could even maybe get put into the category of self-care, which that's like its own kind of topic. And there's challenges with that. So And even to coming from, you know, this podcast focusing on healthy habits, and I care a lot about taking a holistic approach. And I know if we are not rested, if we don't take that time to slow down, it doesn't matter how clean you're eating or how hydrated you are, because you're so stressed and worn out, your body is not going to respond well and to heal. So how, Sue, do you define rest? It's holding still from striving. And sometimes that means actually physically holding still, like I'm, I'm going to say no to this ministry, mm-hmm. no to this opportunity. I mean, especially when you're young and I'm not saying you're this way, but you can start thinking that you are the answer, God's answer to everybody else's problems when you get really good at something. Right. And, um, and you don't have to say yes, just because there's a need. Right. And so that's when our relationship with God is so important because we have to be so close to him that we're listening. And he might be saying, Sue, you're a good fit for this. I've, excuse me, I've um, prepared you intellectually, perhaps emotionally uh, and experientially for this, but I want you to say no. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I don't know that my, you know, my kids are going to have a big disaster in the next week and I need to focus on them and I can't because I'm striving. Mm -hmm. So um, I think one uh, thing that we do to ourselves as women, especially the modern day woman, they are so, you are so, you know, you get your degree and then you get your another degree and then you start having children and everything's all planned out. And, and then you get all worn out and you wonder why. And, uh, and, and I think we are, I think we worship as Americans, we worship independence mm-hmm. too independent to get off the side of the road and stop at a rest stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we crash um, or like we, like I'll get mad at my husband, even though it's because I'm tired of doing nice things for other people. There's something yeah. wrong with that picture. Yeah. There's something wrong with that picture. And uh, so I think we get too independent and we're afraid to say we need help. Mm-hmm. And then there's the opposite where the person's so needy, they're sucking the blood out of you. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're, you're not supposed to, you know, we're not to be someone else's oxygen. I just read that in a book. Right. Uh, we're not to be someone else's oxygen, but we need to be in the same room with them. Right. Because they, we have to be with one another. Right. So I think our independence is like, we're too afraid. There's a shame involved, Robin. There's a shame involved with asking for help. And it's wrong. Shame is from the pit and we are not pit people. Amen. And Amen. I, I listed that in my 70 things I learned at 70. And I'm still learning it at 71 that I don't need to feel shame because that uh, minimizes what Jesus did on the cross. I might need to feel convicted. Amen. But not shame, right? And you know that, but we still need reminders. And that's why we need each other to say, you know, you don't have to say yes to that. I mean, I had um, a friend who used to live in the neighborhood. One time she said something that I thought was so curious. She said, Sue, you have a bigger capacity for busy than most people. Now, she was not criticizing me. She goes, I don't. She had some health issues. I don't have that same capacity. Therefore, this is what I can do. And I so respected what she said. I did not minimize her in my mind at all. But see, she was watching me, but she was so self-confident who God made her Mm. that she was feeling ashamed that she couldn't do it. She didn't have the capacity, right? Mm -hmm. So I think one thing we can learn as we grow older and ask people even to reflect back into our lives, um, who am I really? And what has it made me to do? And if I am not willing to ask for help with something where I need help, it means I'm so proud that I want to take all the credit when it's all done, you know, right? Right. We can all continue having issues like that. We, um, some people who are just learning about God, they, they, they don't want to depend on God to help them reach Christ, you know, and yet that's the main thing. We need to stop thinking that we can handle the total weight of our responsibilities or our problems or our pain or our ministries. So I think it means uh, to, to rest means to come to a stop, right? A rest stop. So we stop depending totally on ourselves. We stop depending totally on our gifts. We are all gifted by God. He has told us that we are. But when I depend on this gift, my gift is gab, right? But if I (laughs) depend solely on the gift without asking if I can actually bless someone with these, with this mouth, then I get, I get worn out. You know, I want to be totally dependent on him. I remember early on in my ministry, I was, I was walking and talking with a good friend. See, we need good friends. And I was worried about uh, the speaking event coming up because I was new at it. And uh, you're nervous, you know, it's like hospitality. You're nervous at first, but the more you practice, it gets to be old hat, right? But I was at the nervous state stage and she said, Sue, like the Sue, it's God that does the real work anyway. Right, right. She did not recall that conversation, but I have never forgotten it in 25 years of speaking. When I get all uptight about something, I'm not resting. I'm mm-hmm. not resting. So then, I, so then we need to reflect. Who am I? Who got, did God make me with this capacity? Like my friend said, I don't have the same capacity. And by, by the way, am I doing the real work anyway, Sue? Or is it you? Because if you're doing it, guess what? They'll not, there will not be eternal rewards. Not rewards for me, but results. You know, why spin our wheels with things things that are not going to last? 
Absolutely. There's so many things that you said that I feel are so good and I think are very applicable to health. And that's, that's the beauty of holistic health, right? Is it's, it's all integrated. And you said not striving and, you know, what does it look like to rest, stop and to not depend on ourselves? And when we are partnering with God in in any area of our life, at the end of the day, it's just, as you said, like, we are depending on him, on his grace. We're being filled up by him. And when we are partnering with him in our health and we partner not only with his grace in order to actually have the capacity to make good choices, but then when we put in our body what it's designed to consume, the work is his design, right? The work right. is what he created and what he did. In the same way with our gifting and our ministry, when we are seeking him, when we take hold of his grace to essentially input him to take in his presence, his word, his guidance, the output is his design of what we're created for. And so I absolutely see this really cool synergistic, holistic dynamic uh, with what you're saying and what I believe and what I know to be true for health. And I also know that when I am not resting and when I have clients who are just go, 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 and they're like, I'm, and they're frustrated and they're like, Robin, I'm not seeing results. I have been doing all the things and the scale's not moving. And I'm like, okay, on a scale from one to 10, what is your stress level? And when that stress level is high, which is like, okay, do your best to continue to what you're doing or let's scale that back. We got to focus on the stress thing. We got to really address the rest piece. And I I was thinking too, where you're talking about the different capacities, because it's true. We, we almost see doing, we do, we see more as better. More means you're more valuable. More means you're more worthy, successful, et cetera, versus having, like you said, that confidence and security in who we are. And I was just reading Romans yesterday or the day before, and I was listening to it. So I actually forget which uh, chapter and verse it was, but we're talking about the potter and, and the, and the pot and like saying, who is, who is the the pot to say to the maker, why did you make me this way? Or like, why, 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 why can't I do this or that? And when we think about it, God has created us in different ways and unique ways that will look differently from person to person. And that's good. And that's okay. And that's the body of Christ. And so I love, love what you're saying on those, on those different points. Mm. Sue, I would love to know, because I think this is such a huge piece when it comes to rest and when it comes to even creating a healthy lifestyle that is in partnership with God is understanding intimacy and how intimacy relates to rest in our relationship with God. Our intimacy with God, you mean? Yeah. Um, well, I, again, striving to be intimate with God can become just another work. Very true. Um, to do something to do, to produce more, um, all in the name of the kingdom. And so easy to do. That's a falsity that I, I don't even realize I'm in. And so it, you just have to start with God. And just like your closest friend or lover, God wants to be sought after for who he is, not for what he can do for you. Um, I've begun, I'm reading this new devotional and there was something said in it that just made me spur on to want to, this just started a couple of weeks ago, Robin. I began the habit of saying throughout the day, Lord, I adore you. Now, I don't usually say things like that to God. I might say, thank you and praise you and Lord, help me. 
but mm-hmm. I don't say I adore you. And to say that throughout the day in the shower at the sink, uh, picking up kids, whatever, Lord, I just adore you. He wants to be adored for who he is. Amen. He's already given us everything, gave us his son. Um, that gives me rest. And it helps with the joy factor when that's gone because of circumstances. Circumstances do steal our joy. Um, if you feel like you can't uh, develop intimacy with God, there's a few things I can suggest that's helped me if you want me to share those. Yeah, that would be great. Um, I consider myself an accidental gardener, like it's an accident if something grows. My sisters are rabid gardeners, but I'm not. I did not get that gene. But I have noticed that three plants are particularly healthy in my house. Mm-hmm. And it's because they are by my kitchen sink. And so I am, I spend hours at my kitchen sink. And I notice, I can notice right away when they're drooping. So I do something about it so easy. I'm already, the water's already running, just pour some water. It's a little hard on the cactus because it doesn't need that much water. Uh-huh. But the idea is this, we need to ask ourselves this question. Um, you know, plants grow with all sorts of things, but one thing is water. What do I, what do I need to do differently in my life to keep God at my kitchen sink? Let's be really practical here. Where do we spend our most time? Well, it might be all that could change with the season. Could be Mm -hmm. in the van. It could be waiting in line. It could be in a doctor's office. But where are we that we could put God in our uh, nearby so that we, our relationship with him gets attention because we notice we're drooping. So you can take that metaphor as far as you want, but I just know I'm a terrible gardener and this works. (laughs) I want God by my kitchen sink, wherever that is. And that has helped me just the concept. Um, and, and, uh, any relationship needs nurture, you know, your husband, he's a great guy. You keep talking about, I'm sure he's fabulous, but you still need time alone with him. Right. Right. And that takes nurture. And the more we nurture our relationship with God, the better we can nurture others. Right. Everybody needs somebody with skin on and our children are the greatest examples. They're right there, uh, right there needing us, you know, on our breasts, wanting to be nurtured. And I'm so glad God had this whole concept of nursing our children because at the beginning, when the babies are young, you want to put them down and get all this work done that has not gotten done, but you can't. You're forced to sit and nurse them and then look at the mess, but you just have to rest because thank you, Lord, for making me sit down and nurse this baby because I'm holding still. It's for our sake more than the kids. See, So um, something a coach told me once was to uh, get a handle to get a handle on um, overload is to do one of three D's, the letter D. Do I delegate this job? This is if you're feeling overwhelmed. Do I delegate this job? Um, though my husband did say, I told my husband years ago that I had the spiritual gift of delegation, which was a joke. But <laughs> he, just, he said, just don't use it on me. And it's, <laughs> I cannot delegate to my husband. <laughs> um, but do I need to delegate something? Am I, am I humble enough to realize I shouldn't do it all? Am I humble? You know, that's a question. Are you humble enough, Sue, to, to, just to let some of it go? And I know people who aren't and they have to control everything and that makes them wear out. Okay. So the first D, do I delegate the job or do I do things that energize me? 
I learned a long time ago because I'm a writer that um, I need to do, do something that gives me joy every day. Because if I just sit down and write and write and write, that's boring to me. I have to do something that's fun. And to write a short article is fun. But to write a book is boring. But I know I have to finish it. So I have to break it up with doing something that's fun. And for you, it might be walking across the street with your kids and going to Trader Joe's and buying a popsicle for yourself. I'm sure it's a healthy one. Something <laughs> little that gives you joy. And that's okay. That's probably in the category of self-care, but who cares? And then the third D is, do I dump something? Like, just get rid of it. I'm just not going to do this anymore. So I thought that was um really great. But to implement them, you just really have to be in the frame of obedience to the Lord. Because there's sometimes we have to work really hard and not dump it and not delegate it. So just be listening. So I'll just repeat them. Do I delegate the job? Do I do things that energize me? Or do I dump dump something? Um. And then we come, to, I told you already that we come to God because others are depending on us, right? Like our children, um, even as they get older, they still depend on you for wisdom or to uh, give them some guidance. And you don't want to interfere too much when they're older. But if they ask, that's when it's time to say something. But if they don't, then it's time to get out the duct tape. Um I need constant refilling. And one, one thing that's helped me is to have a morning verse, M-O-R-N-I-N-G. And mm-hmm. when I was in college, I came across uh, Psalm 143.8. And I just read it so much that it memorized me. I wouldn't say I set out to memorize scripture. I've memorized more scripture in the last few years, but I don't have small children. But that does help you go to sleep too. Because the devil doesn't want you memorizing scripture. So if you know a few verses and you can't sleep, just start saying them over and over and you'll go right to sleep better than that. hilarious. It's actually true. I, I'm. It's funny because it is true. I'm like, why is it when I'm trying to read my Bible, I feel really well, sleepy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is okay if it's 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Uh, but Psalm 143.8 is cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning. For in thee do I trust. Cause Amen. me to know the way wherein I should walk for I lift up my soul unto thee so that was I said it this morning so I could you could you know stencil it on your ceiling so you know you before you get out of bed though you're usually racing if you're nursing but um, when you can wake up a little more leisurely you could put it up you know in different places where you can see it so find one or two verses that this is not a to-do list this is just something to help your spirit be at rest to say to God, cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, because right now all I hear is a bunch of screaming from my own anxiety or my kids or whatever. Uh, and then the how-to that I wanted to leave you with, and I am going to be giving your listeners um, a free printable so they don't have to take notes on this. Mm-hmm. I was a teacher. I'm always expecting people to take notes. <laughs> I also love the the English teacher portion mm-hmm. where you said a morning verse and you're like in case anybody thought it was m-o-u-r-n <laughs> yes. you're like m-o-r-n <laughs> right. I was like that was such an English teacher thing to do and I loved it sorry about that no <laughs> but, uh, it's and there's another couple of verses psalm 692 I think it is where it says um something about your love and your loving kindness in the morning and your faithful faithfulness by night and so mm-hmm. I call those my parentheses verses and that's an English thing because in the morning is the love of God and at night is his faithfulness for getting you through. And so that sort of encapsulizes your, and guards your heart throughout the day, no matter how hard it was. Um, okay. So the last thing I'll leave you with as far as building intimacy, I call it retreat in a basket. Uh, get a basket with handles 
And this is why. Um, because w- when people come in the room or little people come in the room and you're, and you're wanting to sit down, finally you get a moment to read the Bible or whatever you're going to do. Um, and they disrupt it. And so if you can pick up everything, if you can safely leave that child, uh, if they're at the age where you can, and then you just pick it up and you go to another spot. You don't worship the spot, but you do worship. And one way is help to have a basket with handles. And, um, oh yeah, if I, if I, I didn't write this down, so I'm like, sure, I want to say habits. We don't worship the habit, but habits help us worship. Amen. That's good. Otherwise, it's legalism. And then we're striving again. And remember, right. rest is uh, stopping our striving. Cease from striving. So in this basket, then you put everything that you would want to meet with God. So a Bible, I take several um, different versions. I, I love the message. I love the new living. So for reading, I'll do that for study. I'll use some others as well, just to get different nuance. I always have a journal to write down things that God is talking to me about. Um, there's all different kinds. I sell one actually on 31, 31 prayers to love God and love your neighbor well um, to uncomplicate your life. That was kind of fun. But um, the main, there's a couple of main things. One is to have a pen that works. So key. I say that because I sit down and the Lord has just said something. And I go, oh my gosh, this pen's not working. So then you go in the kitchen to get one. And then when you're in the kitchen, you realize you haven't defrosted the hamburger for dinner, ground turkey, excuse me, the ground. Oh, no, I'm all about beef. You haven't defrosted (laughs) the dinner. So then you go out to the garage, to the deep freeze, right? And you grab it. But then you see that the the bed and the dog kennel has not been washed in a month. So then you pull that out and you come, you still, you you know, who knows where the beef went, but hopefully you didn't put it in the washing machine and you (laughs) washer and then you go out to the kitchen because you need more laundry detergent and you realize you don't even remember that you were looking for a pen. So really at least two pens because yeah. one of my pens broke. And I thought I've got an extra. And when I don't, it's like, Oh brother, I can't even practice what I preach, but it really helps. <laughs> and like, that sounds so silly, but it's true. And then biggest tip from today, have a working pen. <laughs> also a second one that really helps me because I'm kind of a scattered thinker. I'm a seven on the Enneagram and I'm always easily distractible. Um, <laughs> is to have a, a list where I can write down things that I'll do later. Because if God is speaking to me and then I go, oh no, I need to text my sister-in-law because she was sick last night. And if I don't remember to write it down, or if I sit down to text her right then, then again, it's interrupted what little time I have. Let's say I only have seven minutes and I've used it writing, uh, um, interrupting myself. And so if I have a to-do list to do later, I, in the past, I've even said, you know, this is M for ministry or E for email, T for text. Don't even worry about that. Just write it down because then, you know, your brain is on a piece of paper. I mean, back here, I was studying, um, writing a book and and I gave myself two hours to write this morning, but then I thought of something I needed to do. So I just grabbed a post it and I started listing all these other things. So I knew I can still do them. Like after we get through talking, that list is still there, but I haven't lost it. So, but my priority was to write and your priority is God, Matthew 6, 33. Jesus said, he'll take care of everything else if we seek him first. Mm-hmm. So that's why we need that little extra. You might, you know, a special coffee cup, whatever you like, but that's listed in that printable. So I just want to share that little thought with you. That's awesome. So many great tips. I love the three D's, your <laughs> M-O-R-N-I-N-G verse. and the retreat in a basket. And I'm so grateful that listeners, you'll be able to access 
all of her notes on their treat in a basket in the show notes. You'll have the link to that. And Sue, I, you know, you are, you know, you're a podcaster, author, speaker, and there's so many different ways that people can connect with you and learn more from you. What would be the best way for someone to kind of follow along or get to know what you're doing the best way? Uh, well, I guess it depends on the age of your audience. Some of my audience like Facebook and I have a free Facebook group called Welcome Heart, Welcome Home. So come join yeah. us. We share recipes and talk about anxieties and hospitality and fun things that we do and should be doing. Um, so that's great. We have about 700 in there and I don't know most of them, but it's a great group. So that's Welcome Heart, Welcome Home. My Instagram is uh, at Sue Moore Donaldson because I was married so late. I kept my middle name in there as my maiden name. So my students can find me and, uh, and then where else? Oh, my podcast. It's so much fun. And you're going to be able to hear Robin in a few weeks and that's welcome heart living a legacy life. And I have my own app so you can use Okay, I know I pay Apple, but it's worth it. (laughs) Welcome heart legacy is the app and then welcome heart living a legacy life. You can listen wherever you listen to, um, podcasts are pretty popular with moms, I think, because they can walk their babies and still get some nurture for their souls. So um, I did want to say one more thing. Oh, another resource I'm giving is four worksheets on how to get started in a mentoring relationship, because I think that's so important to be, a awesome. mentor, to be a mentor as well as to be mentored. And then a recipe, uh, I think it's chicken satay. And also prayer to how to have a hospitality heart. So that's another free resource. Those are awesome. I'm actually really excited to dig into your mentoring resource because one, I want to be mentored and two, I want to mentor. So um, I'm excited to look into that. And I'm so grateful for your time, Sue, and what you've shared. Uh, I know, like I said, I really think this topic is extremely relevant to what it looks like to live a sustainable, healthy lifestyle in partnership with God and being able to rest, to have that intimate relationship with him, to set aside that time, to fill ourselves up and all being tied into that super cool passion you have to be hospitable. I think it just, it fits perfectly. And I think the listeners will be really blessed by this. So thank you so, so much. Thank you. I did want to add that uh, naps are biblical. So don't forget. Jesus did it. There we go. So, I mean, I'm just trying to follow the Lord. So, Amen. Thank you, Robin. It's been a blast. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Vision Driven Health Podcast today. I hope this episode inspired you, supported you, and blessed you in some way. If it did, it would mean the world if you would leave a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode on your social media. The more reviews and shares this gets, the more people can be blessed and encouraged in creating a Jesus-centered, sustainable, healthy lifestyle. If you want to hang with me and other Jesus-loving ladies who are creating healthy habits that last, be sure to join my free Facebook group, The Made Well Mastermind. Use the link in the show notes to join. Be blessed with hope, joy, and health. I'll see you next week.